Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. Okay, hi guys, welcome to Pottercast number 196, the very special episode of Pottercast where we do something we should have done, oh, three years ago. Yeah. And that Yay. is, have the very, very, very talented Neil Cisariga here from the Potter Puppet Pals. Hi, Neil. Oh, God, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I like the graphics. <laughs> I don't yeah. have the graphics. What graphics, John? Oh, there they are. <laughs> For those for the those more than three hundred of you watching in our UStream chat right now, and if you're listening to this on the stream later, why aren't you in our UStream chat? Um, John has <laughs> made puppets of us all. Yay, puppets! Oh, we're stick puppets. Yeah, like, let's bother Neil. <laughs> bother, bother. <laughs> okay. Oh, anyway, God. it's Pottercast one ninety six again. I'm Melissa here with John, Sue, and Frack, and now our friend Neil. And we have a great packed show for you today. What do we've got going on? We've got a uh, Sue's news, lots of developments in the Potter's world. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to Neil a bit. And what else is happening this week, John? Uh, oh gosh, we're going to have a little quick fire cannon conundrums here. We're going to take some questions from you guys, and then uh, we're going to wrap it up and have even more fun. So, all right, let's get going. What's going on in this week in Harry Potter news, Sue? We've actually had quite a bit of news, but I think uh, somewhere along the way, it kind of got lost in the uh, other filming news. Is that we saw the first of the many, what will be many, TV spots for Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. It was, I think it was started running in Canada first, and now it's uh, running on various channels. But um, we caught the video, and they show the waitress hitting on Harry, which, if you remember a long time ago, we heard reports when they're filming that there was this scene at the beginning of the movie, and they go to Slughorn, and they stop at a cafe, and there's a waitress that flirts with Harry. Well, yes, now we see it in this video. It's very, <laughs> very interesting. Put it that way. Well, it's really funny, though, too, because you can see uh, on the clips in the video, too, you can also see a lot of that, you know, kind of like feisty kind of fighting girl over, you know, fighting over Ron between Lavender and Hermione. And she goes, I happen to be his friend. It's perfectly it's funny. <laughs> Very cool. You know, I have to admit, um, I, I haven't seen it yet. Thanks <sighs> to the WikiCon coming um sort of eclipsing all our lives right but i can't wait i'm excited it sounds awesome i like that they're having all this light funny moments yeah well they're just keep they just keep adding everything in into these scenes we got the burrow exploding mm-hmm. we've got uh you know harry hitting on waitresses and uh <laughs> you got uh dobby beating up uh you know crab it's no. just they're just <laughs> what lots of artistic license on the on a little crab yeah, it's just a tiny, a tiny little crap. I guess I don't, I don't That's know. That's messed up. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, poor Neil. Wasn't he's as like, funny is as this I gone? intended? <laughs> Are these guys really real? <laughs> oh my goodness! What, what? We're not very entertaining. It's just a big surprise. Oh no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying the sounds of your voices. <laughs> Do you keep up with the Potter news? Or are you just kind of in your own Potter puppet world? Uh, I. I barely keep up with it. I mean, I, I've seen all the movies and uh, I've read all the books. That's good. Yes, I grew up with them, very, very close to my How heart. Old are these you? books. I'm 22. 
45. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Good to know. <laughs> All right. So what's next? Um, as we know, uh, despite the movie Tablet Prince coming out, they are filming on location this week for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. And all this week they've been on location at a beautiful beach in Pembrokeshire, uh, Wales. And they've been filming the scenes for Shell Cottage. And we had – it is true. I'm just going to go out on the limb and say this. Leaky has the best readers. They are amazing to no end. And they sent us in um, – a reader, Joe, sent us in the first pictures from there. And they, I mean, people go out there and they send like 10, 12 hours out with these crews filming. <laughs> I just have to laugh, Sue, because you're like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. I thought you were going to say something so controversial or so not so obviously true (laughs) as Leaky has the best reader. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the sky is blue. Well, I hate to be so, because, I mean, there's so many great websites. They really are. And, you know, fans everywhere are wonderful. And I don't want to just, but, but, I mean, it just amazes me, constantly amazes me, the dedication and the resourcefulness of the the leaky readers have and they're just amazing and so we got to see these fantastic photos we saw grip hook you know warwick davis is playing oh, grip hook yes and you know what he had frankie the sword of gryffindor wait he's playing grip hook yes and flitwick yeah wait, is he playing everybody because i thought he was doing something with dobby too i don't understand no that's Vern troyer Vern troyer i jog my memory Vern troyer mini me mini me mini me Okay, that's what I thought. Warwick Davis is also doing Grip Hook. I mean, is also doing... Yeah, because Grip Hook's a goblin and Warwick Davis's Flitwick is, looks totally different, so he's doubling. Yeah, right. They're both kind of, like, helping out, you know, doing this stuff. But, but wasn't Fern Troyer Grip Hook in the first movie? Am I going crazy? He was the one that... He plays. And he opened up the vault. In oh, the right. canon, that's Grip Hook. Right. That was Fern Troyer playing in that, though. I, I know. <laughs> it's just funny. They've totally switched it up. He was also an Ewok. I thought that was a real goblin. <laughs> you thought it was a real <laughs> goblin? Oh. It, they're really expensive to hire, actually. They only have them you know, in Belgium. The union is just horrible with them. <laughs> you, guys, yeah. you guys are ruining the movie for me. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> <No>, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Sue. What do you got? What's next, um, But what's really interesting was that Helena Bonham Carter was there as Bellatrix. And what was interesting is, like, everybody was freaking out that, oh, they've changed the plot, Clove's a strike again. And, and what it was is that... Hermione takes the polyjuice? Yes, is exactly right, Frankie. That's exactly what she does because we had photos of them, the three of them. Ron is in his uh, costume. Rupert Grint was in costume with a wig and his beard. And then, so what they're going to do is, like, they shoot, you know, Helena standing there, and then, sh- and then they show... Um, uh, then later, um, Emma Watson had on the wig, the black wig and stuff. So that's, I mean, she was just there for that. I don't get it them. at all. What? Why would they need Emma Watson in a wig ever for I that? I don't understand. Well, I don't know. We thought it was Emma Watson. Maybe it was her double standing there. But we saw Helena uh, standing there doing like the three of them with, with Dan and, and Rupert in his beard. Like the three of them had their wands pointed together, you know, and, and Bellatrix had like her uh, her her wand out and like they were going to transform yeah. so i think that's what that was i'm was just supposed to i'm be. just confused as to why they would need anybody like why would they put hermione in the wig maybe in her clothes but they wouldn't put hermione in the wig because when the polyjuice wears off it's just hermione and bellatrix's clothes you know yeah, well, or maybe you know how do you remember the bogart scene in prisoner of azkaban and do you remember how we saw like the transformation when alan rickman went into you know from snape into um the mother you know how they yeah. do the effect so maybe they just needed like one quick shot just in case like um I don't, I'm going to say like a fallback shot or something. Yes. Like an in-between. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Like a morph. Cool. But Rupert looked cool with his little beard on. He was awesome. It was really good. Um, 
<laughs> he did. He looked funny. I thought he was. And they were just like, who's that guy? He's some new crew member. And they were like, no, it's fans Rupert with fans the here. <laughs> all right. So what's next? Well, okay, so the filming has been going on all day. And the next day we saw photos. And this was really, I got up in the morning. This was really, really powerful because it is the scene when we go, here lies Dobby, a free elf. And they were filming the burial scene for Dobby. And uh, did you see the fake plaster Dobby they're carrying around? Yes. I guess <laughs> under the blanket that made me laugh so hard. I'm sorry. It totally ruined the momentous moment of it because they're carrying around this. Cast of Dobby. Is this one of those yeah. like uh, $600 sharper image ones that went no, out of it's business? it's just a plaster. <laughs> 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 I, I, could have been. You know, I mean, could, I don't know what the heck been. else they're doing with those things, but uh, no, it's it's like they poured like like um, cement or something into the mold, and it's uh-huh. just. I, I guess it's to make the shape of him under the the mm-hmm. blanket. That's funny, you know. But it's really, yeah. fun. and it looks like they're all laughing about it too, or laughing about something because they they look to be cracking up on the, on the, on the set of that. Yeah, yeah, because they they shot it in two different places. Like the scene when the three of them, because like Dan is actually digging the grave, and Hermione has a shrouded body, and 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 you know Ron R- Rupert is standing up there next to him. And, the three, and that's a very serious scene. And then later they're actually down on the beach with that, or going towards down in the dunes, and they are cracking up with that. But it's it's weird to see how they did that in different. I'm not sure how they're gonna to to do the do that scene because the burial itself is up on the hill, up on the dunes. But they had different scenes with them down on the beach, and it was really pretty pretty amazing. But John, do you know what we ended up seeing though is that Vern Troyer was wearing these pants with white dots on them. I don't know if they were like the motion capture stuff, or is it just markers for the for what do you call it, the CGI or whatever you call it? But it was just. I mean, that is what they'd be using them for i mean it's, they're obviously trying to track his uh his leg movements for some reason yeah. wait do they do that because grip hook is so injured i, I don't and know they, they need to like cgi his legs being either flattened or mangled or something i mean that's a possibility because i mean they're already doing that for dumbledore's hand in this movie because they, they had to replace his hand his um, up to his forearm digitally so i mm. guess you know, maybe they're doing that for other things, too. It just was really, really kind of striking to see that. And, you know, him. And then because, like, Toby Jones was there, who does the voice of Dobby, was there, too. So, like, when Dan was, like, doing scenes, like, maybe there were rehearsal scenes or something, the actor, Toby Jones, was laying there as Wait, Dobby. I'm confused. Was- so, the the person with the white dots or whatever, that was Do- Dobby's character or Grip Hook's character? No, Grip Hook. Grip hook. Dobby is CGI. Well, see, that's that's the confusing part, though, Frankie, because we had two different reports from two different people on the set there. So huh. one of them said it was for Dobby. One of them said it was for Grip Hook. I don't know. I thought you were talking about Dobby being motion captured, but I was like, I didn't yeah. think he was motion captured. I thought he was just pure CGI. He is pure CGI, unless they're doing it a different way because it's been, you know, seven years since they filmed that movie. Did you know that Eight they years. did Dobby and Gollum were the same year? Yeah. I remember the wow. big comparisons of that. It was so yeah. so unfair. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the budget back then wasn't as big, but like you have to admit, the Lord of the Rings, like it was. Well, it that was, was better. Gollum was better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Come on, yeah. it was awesome. I mean, like Gollum. Not that I have any particular bias towards Gollum. Uh, how does he sound anyway? I don't know. Rack, come on. What, what does Gollum think of Dobby? What's <laughs> <laughs> Neil, Neil, do you hear this? That was Frack's voice. Oh wow, that was quite good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just watched 
the uh, Lord of the Rings movies in their entirety recently, and uh, Gollum holds up. I haven't watched the... Which movies was Dobby in? Was he in uh, just the second one, or...? Just two. Well, no, just I mean, two. he was in briefly in Goblet of Fire riding that camel. No, that didn't count. It was <laughs> a household. That scene cost, like, $6 million to put together, so that's, we shouldn't just, you know, yeah, I'm, gloss I'm sure, over I'm that. I'm sure Dobby himself cost $6 million. It did. They had the common, you know... Not. It was expensive. I'm still pissed they didn't show Rita Skeeter turning into a beetle. You're always on about that scene, doodles. Honest. But I'm very happy that those canaries are in this film, which I haven't seen in the trailers yet, so I'm still excited to see fresh in the theater. Mm. Okay, so what's what else is happening this week? Um, I don't know if readers remember, but we first reported that Don Hall Gleason, who is the son of Brendan Gleason, who of course plays Mad Eye. Um, Don Hall is playing Bill Weasley, and we got our first look at him while he was on set. Um, we also saw uh, Dan Ratcliffe with the shard mirror piece from uh, Sirius. He had that; he was doing something mm-hmm. with that there. And also, this is really cool. Ivana Lynch was being interviewed for the making of documentary of Deathly Hallows that they're going to put on the DVD. Oh, thank God they're doing that! That is so yes. awesome. When did we yes. hear about that? They, we found one of our readers went up and they were the only one. The, the paparazzi totally missed this. Ivana was sitting off behind them on the different side, uh, you know, from the filming, and she was sitting down being interviewed. So one of our readers went over there, Victoria or somebody went over there and asked them. And yes, for a fact, it's doing it. So she's got all these great pictures, and Ivana is reading from Order of the Phoenix. Nice. Awesome. Finally, I mean, it's about time. We have a nice, hefty making of. It's always been these little featurettes and everything that we've seen on like the ABC previews leading yeah. up to the movie. We never see like a nice making of. I kind of hope that once all the movies are done, we'll get a set like we got with um, yeah, um, Lord of the Rings. You know, there was that awesome behind the scenes of like you know being like a Hogwarts champion when Cedric was taking everybody back to the cafeteria and showing people how we oh, got right. food. I mean, that was mm-hmm. really worth it to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Love seeing how you get food out of a cafeteria. That's enlightening. But not not just any cafeteria. I mean, it was the one at the studio. I mean, come on, it's badass. Jeez. Okay. Okay. Well, we is it about time to to learn it's more about, about our on. friend Neil here? Yes. yes. I can't wait. I think so. All right. Let me prepare myself. Let's do it. Let's do it to it. And we're back with Playtime with Neil. Woo! It's a brand new Playtime with Neil. A brand new one week only segment. <laughs> starring the Pottercast Quartet. And Thank Neil Cesariga. Is that right? Cesariga? Is it Italian? Yeah, hi. Uh, no, it's uh, Polish. Polish? Well, that makes more sense. Duh, I'm Polish. i've never heard a polish person make a polish joke before i'm only like an eighth polish but you know oh that's cool i think i I am too to be honest most people got an eighth that's sort of everything and i'm pretty sure that polish is in there somewhere probably well anyway for all of you listening uh if you're a podcast fan and you're a harry potter fan on the internet chances are it's very unlikely you've never heard of the Potter Puppet Pals. They are, at least for me and Frankie, I know I've discovered them before I discovered anything else on the internet for Harry Potter. Does that, does that go similar for you, Sue, or Melissa? Or I discovered them before I discovered the internet, actually. 
Yeah, actually, I I found like a, a search engine, and then shortly afterwards, I discovered Potter Puppet Pals. So. No, I got them before I even got the internet. Really? Totally, way before. Did it like your weird. friend send you like like a, a VHS copy of it or something? Totally, John. You okay? <laughs> There's this bird that flew over my house, and when it flew, it laid this little teeny egg that was made of gold, and then when it hatched, this fairy came out and the fairy sneezed and when it sneezed it exploded into a window that's played potter potter pot magic oh, hot this dang. is why we love frack <laughs> yeah youtube is really different in its early days <laughs> <laughs> it took two weeks to upload a video yeah uh, and pixies exploding and pixies oh, they were everywhere every time uh, you watch a video a youtube video a pixie dies oh sad <laughs> sad well, anyway, welcome Neil, creator of hey, Potter Neil. Puppet Pals, amongst other creative things. I gotta ask you my standard question: mm-hmm. What house are you? If you had to be um, a house in Hogwarts, uh, favorite question. Well, let's see. The uh, the way I'm gonna answer this is: I remember in 2001, I think, when Book Four came out, uh, uh-huh. I went to the midnight release dressed as Draco Malfoy. Uh huh. So I guess you're a Slytherin. Well, I wanted to be, but they they uh they had a sorting hat there, and and they sorted me into Gryffindor, and I was, uh, well, I was a swear word. That's what I was. Awesome. <laughs> I love the swear words. That would have been That's a totally awesome. different book if Draco was sorted into Gryffindor. Shoot. That's I'm sure if it if the books were like open to alternate universes and other authors, then that's all they'd do. They just you know, what if this happened? Yeah, choose your own Harry Potter adventure. Oh God! There's not like so. I have to. Millions. I have to preface all this with saying, like, I honestly cannot believe we haven't had you on the show before. It's one of those things where we've known we've wanted to forever, and it just took LeakyCon to, you know, to bring it together. So welcome, finally. Well, it it feels like I've known you all my lives. I mean, all my life. <laughs> He's a Tell cat. Us, I mean, how did this? I mean, Potter Puppet Pals. The last time I looked, had been viewed. I mean, just the mysterious ticking bomb noise uh, video had been reviewed. Had been. Viewed what? Eighty million times, something Not like that. Eighty. I think it's in the sixty millions right oh. now. Oh, it's only sixty million. <laughs> so. Oh, that's all. Only sixty million. <laughs> only sixty million. So, tell us how this all started. When did you? When did you think? Hmm. I think I'm going to start making puppets of Harry Potter. <laughs> um, it goes way back to late 2003. Um, they weren't actual puppets. They were just drawings of puppets. My sister, who's a very talented artist uh, in person, and her friends used to draw little cartoon comics of Harry Potter characters as puppets. And I I don't know where the idea came from, but I kind of lifted it from them, and I made a Flash animation and and came up with all these characterizations and voices for them. And uh, it was lots of fun, and I put that on Newgrounds.com because YouTube didn't exist yet, and it was a bit of a hit, so... That was the origin of the original generation of Potter Puppet Pals. Wow. And you voiced all the characters? Yeah. Wow. Do you still voice them all? Yeah. um, Hermione. The only thing is, well, Hermione, uh, for example, is uh, pitched up like two notes, because otherwise she just kind of sounds like Harry. Um, (laughs) But uh, when I I do her voice live, she just kind of sounds like this. I'm Hermione, you know. I just kind of... Nice. voice. Now, now do, no, do, do Ron. Oh, Ron's... Ron's voice is very easy to do. <laughs> Ron's oh, yes, he's, very why easy is he higher do. than Hermione? 
Oh my god, you guys, you know what we need to do? That's what? the humor. We need to have the Puppet Pals trio um, introduce the show. Oh my god. Oh, that'd be fun. At the We're, end, we'll work that out. Yeah, right we'll now, J.K. Rowling yeah. introduces the show. And uh, <laughs> before her, we had Rupert Grint and a few other random people. And like, who the heck could we ever get to do it after Joe? But I think the Potter Puppet trio there could maybe step in for Joe, Joe for a few Joe. weeks. Probably do a J.K. Rowling impression, too. If you <laughs> wait, wait, do it! That'd be golden. Do it. I'm J.K. Rowling. <laughs> sexy, sexy woman. <laughs> I see her swirling like a cup of wine or something. Seriously. <laughs> Giving you Planning world domination. I've always had a little bit of a thing for her, and I found out that her husband is named Neil. Yes. And I was just like, Yes. Yes. I could conceivably switch identities with him. <laughs> he would already have the end there with the name. She wouldn't have to get used to somebody else. But I, I only else. love her for her money. <laughs> no. You would only love her for her money. <laughs> She's really rich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's rich at a point where you don't, like... You should have fun about it. You don't even understand it anymore. Like, that's that's the kind of rich. It's the point where you don't even think of her as rich. She just has all the money in the world. <laughs> yes. Know? He's like, I do not know the concept of wealth anymore. <laughs> you know what I really like about your, your work, Neil, is that your humor, and obviously just like we were listening to, is very funny and very quick. And it, you just have this really keen I, – I just – I really appreciate the humor. And the humor works on both levels because I have a little boy, and like me as an adult loves the humor in it, and, you know, the children respond to it. I mean, how, so how do you go – can you talk a little bit about how you come up with like – I mean, this last one with Ron's disease was really, really clever with, the, you know, and then, but like the bothering Snape was just brilliant stuff. How, can you talk about how you come up with the, your skits, I guess? Um, it, it, the, I usually write them pretty few and far between because there's just so many other things that I'm doing. And uh, I usually want to wait until I have a really good idea to, to make it into a puppet show. And, um. Like the last script, Ron's Disease, I was waiting for like, oh, it feels like a year to uh, yeah. to make that one. Because uh, we made the Hagrid puppet like pretty much a year ago. And wow. it took that long to actually put him in something. I think we actually had a couple animate, a couple of videos without him, even though he'd already been created. Because uh, I just, uh, I needed a good idea for, that would require a Hagrid character. So, uh, yeah. but when I'm actually sitting down and scripting them, it, it's usually we have a, certain direction for them to go and uh all the characters have sort of fallen into into uh you know roles now harry's a a huge jerk and ron is just kind of uh got battered wife syndrome and and uh hermione's just boring that's that's her thing (laughs) hello female ron it's just it's funny because as a harry potter fan i you know, you sort of want to say, "Well, that's not what they're like," but it's too funny to ignore. And it's, it's. I mean, Ron has battered wife syndrome, and somehow this is funny. And that's what <laughs> that's what makes me laugh so hard is that we're not offended; we're just laughing yeah. with you. You know. Oh, and you got Neville as the squash or whatever the heck that was. Better <laughs> not squash. You're right. Actually, everyone thinks he's a potato for some reason. And I think they're all—they all must be like people from England who've never seen butternut squashes or something. I don't know. Is that in, yeah, England or something? Oh, I forgot. That. <laughs> potato. It's not a potato. He's a butternut squash. I think, I think butternut squashes are actually like a Massachusetts thing or something. 
They might mm. be. They're very. They're like very. They're tubular. the most phallic of swatches. Yes. That's why I picked them. <laughs> yeah. Why did you pick the specific personalities well, for each person? It's pretty shapely. Squash. Thank you, John. Well, the butternut squash thing I understand. The butternut squash thing I get. Hermione being boring as as a caricature I get. I don't get the Ron thing. Like Ron. Uh, well, I get the I Ron, Ron thing. I can't. No, I don't know what Ron is all about. I mean, uh, I mean, I came up with him after the movies. I mean, he's nothing like Rupert Grint, who's uh, very deep voiced and. And, and sad looking, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it was just fun to do them that, that way. I like doing falsetto voices. <laughs> oh, but no, your voice for for Snape though is awesome. The potions master. Oh, Snape's Snape's beyond my favorite. Snape. Snape. Snape's a Snape. Snape is just he? an extension of of Alan Rickman. Yeah. <laughs> Snape is just a drunk Alan Rickman. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, it's a drunk Alan Rickman. It's so funny. And then you got Dumbledore, who's completely <laughs> oblivious to his castle. And naked all the time. Dumbledore is every great wiz- cartoon wizard ever. Uh, I'm, no, I've been like, like there's been a few times. Yeah, he's like Merlin from uh, The Sword and the Stone. And uh, I, I was watching like Aladdin and, and I saw the Sultan. I was like, oh my God, that's where I got the voice for Dumbledore. It's <gasps> oh. so true. Yeah, it's just the it's just kind of a generic Disney wizard voice. Why the naked time? Why not? Why not? I, I, not, I was gonna yeah. say why, why not? not? Yeah, in the very first animation I did, uh, bothering Snape, uh, Dumbledore uh, just shows up at the end, and I really did. I really just kind of wrote myself into a corner, and I was just left with just Dumbledore there. <laughs> I didn't know how to end it, so I was like, oh, he'll just get naked because nobody can see him, and then eventually. <laughs> it turned into something that he did whether or not people could see him. <laughs> it's just great how it's become this hilarious running joke now. It's a great gimmick. And then when we actually built the puppets, I was like, yes, we have to make him so he can do a quick change. Yeah. So he's got Velcro installed on the actual he's puppet got, body. and He's got a tearaway robe. That's brilliant. That's amazing. I love the the fact that it was... You, that was your way to getting out of it. Like, he wasn't just, it was just random. It was a solution to a problem. Nick and die! <laughs> oh, God. So, so talk- was, was, Sorry, he, was he a, a gay android before Joe outed him <laughs> or, or uh, after? Um, after. I mean, it was a shock to me when she outed him. And, uh, but uh, I totally ran with it. Uh, I remember the, the, the first live show I did after that. I had a, a break in the middle where Dumbledore becomes naked and the students are all shocked and Dumbledore just kind of faces the audience and says, yes, I am naked. I've been naked all my life. Some might even say that I was born naked. And then he just goes on talking about how it shouldn't change anything. And it's it's oh, very wait. touching. That's, that's sweet. Touching is the wrong word. You know, it's, it's <laughs> nice. Oh or the right one. <laughs> oh god. It's awesome. It's bad. So oh touching. So so fondling. Sorry. No, it's yeah, just touching. <laughs> no, it's just touching. But how big were the videos before the ticking bomb hit? Ha, yeah. funny. How big how big I mean was that <laughs> big 
Was that the big? Oh God, I'm just I'm just killing. Was that the big explosion? Was that the big change for? The yeah, precisely. Here? It was. Um, it was. I'd done like one or two live action puppet videos on YouTube before that, and they were kind of successful. But um, the uh, mysterious ticking noise came out like a month or two before the last Harry Potter book came out, <laughs> and uh, so there was just a huge it was you know it was in the middle of summer everyone was back from school and harry potter was you know going through its seven seventh big wave of popularity and so it kind of rose up on that and it just skyrocketed somehow it's funny because we recently had the vlogbrothers recently uh, february had the vlogbrothers on the show and they too are the enormous beneficiaries of uh the trickling down of popularity before the last harry potter book you know um, you have people who became best-selling authors. You have, uh, you know, like the Muggle guys. Their book went to the, you know, top of the charts. They have, you have uh, the Vlog Brothers, whose video about Harry Potter just completely exploded and is almost wholly responsible for um, the current movement they have going. Not wholly, but in a large part. Um, and then yours, I hadn't realized, had gotten that that extra boost from from that period. It's interesting. Well, perhaps perhaps the book got a boost from the mysterious ticking noise. You never know. No, hmm. honestly, with 62 million views, <laughs> that's that's not nothing. You well, know. Well, I mean, the book only sold 44 million copies in its first 24 hours, and this has <laughs> 61 million views here. So, only the 61. Yeah. Well, it's it's taken like uh, two years, or yeah, two years for it to to get to that point. So. I mean, it, it, it started off with last. It won a pretty big award. Yeah, um, last year they uh, they contacted me and said, uh, "Just just FYI, you you're you're nominated for a YouTube award, and uh, you're probably going to win." <laughs> <laughs> they said you're probably going to win. Were the votes coming in at that point, and they were checking them? Um, yeah, I forget when they said that. They said something kind of just like it was the night before they tallied up all the votes, and they told me like uh, you're you're kind of kicking ass. So I was really happy about that. I saw you on a television yeah. show for that. Which show? Um, maybe it was a today show. You were with the guy who was doing the Rubik's cube. Um, yeah, I did a little like mini press tour with, um, with that guy. Uh, his name is Dan Brown, but he's not the author. He's just a kid with a Rubik's cube. And, <laughs> uh, Taze Day, who you might know as the chocolate rain guy. I got to meet him and, uh, oh, wow. Felicia day from, uh, the guild and uh dr horrible fame and oh, yeah. it was really nice to hang out with those people and go around and we went on fox news and uh like good morning america and they were all kind of jerks to us because people in tv are threatened by internet that's what i learned ah, interesting that makes a lot of sense i'm not gonna say anything about fox news doesn't but, make um, it okay yeah I was next to Shepard Smith, um, who is also famous on YouTube for a yes. a, uh, a blooper he did once. Yes. And um, it's actually uh, funny because uh, right before we went on live TV on, on Fox News with Shepard Smith, they showed a clip you know, showing stuff from YouTube. And one of the things they showed was Chris Crocker defending Britney's honor. And, uh, they, yeah, and he uh, dropped an F-bomb and they forgot to bleep it. So uh, as soon as it cuts back to you know the live studio we're just kind of sitting there and everyone in the in the studio all the crew are just kind of like looking at each other and uh shepherd smith cool as a cat just you know 
apologizes for it. And then uh, as soon as we go to commercial break, he's just like, who's responsible for that? (laughs) Oh, boy. I just, I just, that ticking bomb was so clever, though. I mean, it was just, you know, like, yay, it's a pipe bomb. And it was just so random. And it's just, you know, but everyone I know loves that. It's just. What's funny for me is that, is that it's, it's so interesting how family friendly it is. And it it's is, a pipe bomb, right. and you have a gay naked Dumbledore running around, and you have talk mm-hmm. of venereal diseases. If I'm getting that right, you know, like, and yet somehow it is totally family friendly. Does that ever strike you as odd? I don't think there are any venereal diseases, but uh, Not venereal, yeah, it diseases. does strike me as odd. <laughs> I've had to a couple of times explain to people that you know I never said this is for children. I mean it happens to be like 50% kid safe and the other half is kind of goes over their heads but uh it's i mean it's it's for teenagers and and, and older but uh kids still love it i have seen videos of people's toddlers reciting the mysterious ticking noise or trying to keep up with it and uh then when it gets to the explosion they just laugh and laugh like little little kids and it's and it's really fun because <laughs> it just it works on a Teletubbies level, I guess. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> well, my son, my son, totally just cracks up, you know. And then the first one, the first time he saw the wizard swear words, we were kind of like, but he's still just, you know. Now he's older, but he can appreciate that, and that's, you know, it's just very, I just very clever. I was very impressed with that because, you know, I don't know if it's, you said, oh, it's not for children, but yet I think it works beautifully at all these levels, and I thought it was just. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a popular thing, though. That I mean, you got hugely popular sh- TV shows like like South Park and Family Guy that are cartoons that are not for kids. Yeah. Yet they're in what had up till the point where shows like that came out been a medium mostly for kids. Um, so this is another good, big example of that, I would think. Well, I mean, we we've been. Uh, kind of weaned into it by like Ren and Stimpy and and uh, Beavis and Butthead and The Simpsons. Yeah. And it's a it's a nice '90s tradition of uh, cartoons Daria. being horrible. And Daria was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for um, saying such a great show. I wasn't even yeah, allowed but, uh, to watch I mean, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. I didn't like Ren and Stimpy. Well, Ren and Stimpy uh, I would not be the same person without Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> Cartoons do kind of was gross. Yeah, it was gross. I didn't want to watch it when I was little, even though I know it was good. In in retrospect, I just, you know, girly girl, (laughs) I didn't want to watch characters farting. No, sir, I don't like it. The (laughs) boogers, the boogers under the the table, and then the the close up matte like like background paintings, and just the one thing animated. Yeah, Frankie's very particular. Not my cup of tea. Yeah, well made. So, I'm not criticizing it. I'm saying it's good. <laughs> so now, what's your what's your plan for um, um, you know any other uh, puppet videos? Is it just I saw on your YouTube you you wrote something like you know I just put them up whenever I feel like it. Um, like do you do you have any ideas um, sort of just floating around or like? I actually not long after I made the last one, I got a really good idea for a future one, and I don't know when I'll make it, but. Um, all I'll say is, uh, Tell us here. All I'll say is that it kind of turns the whole Potter Puppet Pals world on its head, and and uh, if I end up doing it, um, I think it'll be really cool. Oh come on, you're among oh. you're among 
only 280 people who would never reveal your secret. You got to give us a little bit more of a hint than that. Oh yeah, we'll never. All right, I, I'll just explain the idea. Um, yeah. It does not leave this podcast. Got it. Um, basically, the idea would be uh, the Potter Puppet Pals would be characters on a uh, on like a kids puppet show where the only human character is J.K. Rowling, oh, and <laughs> and I might play J.K. Rowling. <laughs> That's so awesome. But uh, yeah, they'd be uh, they'd be you know loading their problems on her while she's trying to write her next masterpiece. So she is uh, literally haunted by you know her past creations. Oh, that's awesome! She just can't. That is good. Oh, oh, that's... I can't wait to see that. You heard it. Ex- you heard it right here exclusively on podcast, people. And nowhere else because it won't leave the show. No one's not going to leave anybody. the show. Certainly, we're not going to Twitter about it. No one has a Twitter anymore. No so problem. how long does it take you anyway, like, from when you when you are stricken with the idea, like, oh, that'd be hilarious, and you sit down to do it? I mean, it probably it's now that you have actual puppets at an actual stage, you're not, you know, it's not just you in front of the computer for the whole thing, but how long does it take? Like, does it take many takes for you to get this right? Um, well, usually what I do is, uh, I mean, writing a script is one thing. Usually I, I end up doing that with uh, my sister and my friend, Emmy and Alora who uh, are also my puppeteers most of the time. And um, once I've got something, which, you know, is usually a few months after I do, did the last one, because, you know, it's just when I start getting the itch and feeling the pressure to make a new Potter Puppet Pals. I, I just, you know, I, I get a couple people behind the stage, and I set up some lights and the puppets, and I put the camera, and if possible, I try to stay behind the camera. Um, I only get behind the stage when we're, no pun intended, shorthanded, but um, it's just it's 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 really easy to direct because you don't have to move the camera much, and every all the action is taking place within a three foot perimeter. Nice. So um, it's it's yeah, it's it's a nice thing to film, and then everything else is uh, post production, just recording the voices and doing music. Okay, so you so you do the voices after you've uh, shot your video. Yeah, well, just for uh, timing purposes, I kind of just yell out the lines while we're filming, and uh, they act and try to time up with my voice. Um, the people behind the stage. Um, so I, I'll ha- once I have the rough cut, you can hear me just behind the camera saying lines, and just sounds terrible. And then I overdub it completely. Okay. Oh, that's how I'm able to do two puppets at once. So. Uh, how many people do the skit? Is it it's you and your sister, and one other person? Yeah, it's me, my sister, and my friend Alora, and we all sit behind the stage, and uh, it's a really cool collapsible stage. It's like a transformer army knife. Uh, uh, puppet stage um, that me and my dad built and uh, it folds up to the size of a thick door so you can put it into a um, into a car a big car and uh, we actually had to use a different one in Detroit they uh, they built us a stage because we couldn't transport it well what do we want to do here guys we've got um... probably only got about 10-15 minutes left in the, the bulk of the show so what if we took questions from people on Twitter okay. Twitter at, Potter, at Pottercast we'll take your questions for Neil and then we'll do the wrap-up. I mean, I think we have, like, a long show here already. Yeah, it seems like it. Harry Snape! 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 Harry! Dumbledore! We are taking your questions from the Twitter. Erica Eeks wants to know if there will ever be a Draco, Neil. Probably not. I've thought about it, but I can't think of a way to make Draco funny. He's too much of a, a sex symbol. <laughs> well, that's right. funny. Which is yeah, weird. That's your humor but... right there. That's his very <laughs> well, Speaking funny. of that, what about Ginny? 
Um, I wouldn't say she's a sex symbol, but uh, I don't know. Cho Chang. I don't know. She just doesn't. Cho Chang. Eh, maybe. I mean, most Cho can most of these people would be kind of like most of these people would be kind of peripheral characters to Harry. To Harry, you know, like yeah. they'd be like little like they'd be made out of socks or something, and <laughs> Harry would like knock them over or something. But would you ever do animals? Like, you know, like hippogriffs or anything like that? Hedwig. Like hag- um, oh, I might actually have one, I might have one of my cats, like, attack one of the puppets. One <laughs> yes! <laughs> you should. Well, on that note, oh, somebody has asked die. on the Twitter if you would put Muchka on Potter Puppet Pals. You probably don't know who Muchka is. Muchka is my cat that John oh, has consistently yeah, like, made fun of. That's a cat of. name. Oh, I'm sorry. Either a cat name or, or it was. Uh, I thought it was either a cat or a Russian woman. Muchka. Muchka has a little hood on. The babushka. There she is. Babushka. John consistently makes fun of her, and and so has g- gathered her a little bit of a following. <laughs> She's got quite the following. Yeah, mm-hmm. they want you to put Muchka. I would laugh. My she would eat them all. Muchka doesn't travel. I mean, what are you, what are we, who are we kidding here? Is she coming to? Is she coming to Likikan? Yes, John. I'm carrying her around the whole time. Ah, like an accessory. Like an accessory. In a bag. Um, Zanarki asks, "How many potential Potter, pu- Potter puppet pal skits are currently in your head?" Uh, just that one that I mentioned earlier. Eat Kinsey wants to know what is your favorite out of all the puppets. Um, I think probably Snape. I think Snape is really fun to write for and voice. Who's your favorite character from the series, if you had one? Um, Dumbledore is pretty awesome in the books. I like Dumbledore a lot. Yes. Okay. Can you do Snape's voice? He's a, he's a good guy. Snape's voice. Okay. Um, uh, ask Snape a question, and I'll, I'll answer as Snape. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what's your favorite potion, Snape? I'm particularly fond of the most important potion of all. Human blood. Which <laughs> is not to say that I'm a vampire. I've mistaken for a vampire on a regular basis. However, I just like how blood looks. <laughs> Snape, what do you think of Edward shade. Cullen? <laughs> Twilight? Oh my god. Total Snape dream boat. <laughs> so, hey, I'm actually sitting sitting in a weird position, so I can't do the Snape voice correctly. Oh. <clears throat> Speaking of that Snape, that Snape voice, um, he's awesome. How, how did that come about for uh, Snape to um, be rapping in the, that Dumbledore song? Rapping in the Dumbledore. Uh, the oh, Harry oh, the by Harry well, and the Potters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Dumbledore. They just asked me one day. Um, if I wanted to guest star on their super secret rap album. And uh, I wrote up a little... Ra- I actually wrote up, like, twice as many, uh, like, verses as I need to, needed to. So we cut it down in the end. And uh, if I had those somewhere, I'd rap them right now, but I, I don't have... Actually, no, what? hang on, I'm going to go into... Search your email. email! Excellent. Okay. So you wrote <laughs> those, then? Um, That's awesome. I didn't know who, would, who wrote the verses. Cool. That's my favorite part of that song. Yeah. I think what? yeah, I think they had all their uh, their guest guest Women stars. Still and I wear a dark cape. themselves. All right, let's Practice see. Bothers me. Oh, it's so good. 
I'm checking all my, my emails that I've sent to those guys. Let's see. Dudes, send me your raps now. <laughs> Signed, Paul. Yeah. I love those guys. Oh, Paul. <laughs> that sounds yeah. a lot like Paul. Sounds That's a lot exactly, like Paul. yeah. yeah. Snape and Smeagol should chat, they said. Frack. That'd <laughs> 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 be hilarious. <laughs> Snope. Uh, I don't think I sent him the whole... I don't think I sent him all the lyrics I wrote. <laughs> I just asked him if this many lines was too much. Oh, well. I'm sure it was really funny and wonderful. <laughs> oh, man. I was so excited. Oh, John has it. You gotta go to the middle, John. Love this. I love that. Yeah, that worked out pretty pretty well. <laughs> All right, we, what else do we got here? Snape had All right, it we got plenty, 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 plenty. Right. Uh, what do you use? How do you actually make the puppets? Uh, we went to the fabric store over the period of a couple of weeks repeatedly. And, you know, they kept asking us, "What are you, what are you doing?" And we're like, "Oh, we're just making some puppets." Um, I think their skin is made out of a kind of, uh, um, I think it was called some sort of like a bathing suit material of some sort. And It'd be fun if we can—they're just uh, balls. They're balls of uh, fabric full of stuffing, with uh, painted on faces or cut out fabric glued to their faces or some permutation. And um, their bodies are just tubes of felt. Their arms are stitched on on the sides. And they have little dowels uh, attached to the insides of their heads so it can grip them and move them around easily. Nice. And that's basically it. They're about a foot tall each. Yeah, they're so much bigger than I thought they, they'd be. When I saw it, like, uh, yeah. when you're holding them in a picture. People always think they're, that those are our fingers, not our wrists. Well, yeah, because the... the um I don't know the from the flash animation. I always get the impression they're finger puppets too. I should like get like a huge like quarter or something, and take a picture of it next. There you go. Video or something. <laughs> just, like, a, huge, a huge quarter. An engorgement charm on a quarter. Has anybody ever yeah, uh, like um, um, I'll like make them like on a miniature uh, couch or something. <laughs> Has anyone ever approached you to say, "Hey, we want to." make these puppets for like mass produce them in toy stores no people just tell me to mass produce them and i have no idea how to do that <laughs> so i usually ignore those emails. <laughs> uh, uh so Payne wants to know how things are going with your hollywood east tv projects uh really good i mean that's that's my day job i uh i go into their studio which is right up the street from me it's not a studio yet it's a office building but uh Hollywood East, uh, actually, I work for a company called Rock Media, which is um, kind of a sister company to this uh, studio that's being built in Plymouth, Massachusetts, because uh, we got these tax incentives, and uh, people like making movies here. So um, I'm working with this production company slash uh, promotional place, and uh, part of the thing I do for them is, and they're really cool people, and they, they like my videos a lot, and they... Uh, they let me have free reign with my friends of their equipment. Um, nice. 
So one of the things I've been doing is to help promote their site because um, they're trying to get it to the point where they can uh, have uh, advertisers on their site proper. And uh, so I post my videos on their site first, which is HollywoodEastTV.com. And then I, uh, I do a, a vlog. And I never pronounce vlog right because, you know, I'm a jerk. And I, I post a vlog on my, on my YouTube channel promoting the video. And then I post it on my YouTube channel because, you know, I don't want to be too much of a jerk and deprive people of their content if they don't want to go to the site. But, yeah, that's, that's my day job, making videos. Isn't that so nice? awesome. It is nice. It's uh, pretty great. Uh, really uh, we lucky. have a couple of requests on the Twitter for you to go on a tour. A tour? Yeah, they want to know if, you'll have, if you'd ever go on a tour. Wow. Um, like with your band oh. or with, you know... <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I mean, I, I, I've never been a big Tory kind of person. Uh, <laughs> I usually just try to find gigs right here in Massachusetts or nearby states. But uh, places like New York are definite, definite possibilities in the future. And uh, I think I'm playing at uh, Yomacon again uh, this year, which is around Halloween, and that's in Michigan. So, so I, I, I got around a little bit. Cool. Very cool. Um, Sue, you said you had some questions. Uh, well, John and, and Archipane both ask about them, so I was just curious. Um, do you want to do any more filmmaking or you know, continue on with your, your film, or do you want to focus more on your music? I've definitely been focusing on filmmaking lately, but uh, I'll never be able to stop doing music. So yeah. I'll, usually, I'll just try to balance them as I have over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. I had another question going back. You know, John was asking about those puppets and mass produce has Warner Brothers ever given you like hey you can't make these videos or you can't do this kind of stuff I mean have they ever I've said, always I've, I've always dreaded the day when that would happen but uh, it's just never yeah. happened and I don't know what it is maybe they just uh, maybe they like me maybe they think yeah. it's funny and they don't want to hurt yeah. me or maybe yeah yeah I, I, and yeah, parody we have this is pretty um, protected what were you saying it's like parody you know it's you know, it's usually taken in uh, stride. You know, kind of. <laughs> I guess. No? Uh, I mean, I use the actual character names, and I I use the Harry Potter theme song in the videos. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe um, we have this fantasy that uh, you know, the the lawyers are like ge- gearing up to like send me a cease and desist and sue me into oblivion, <laughs> and then J.K. Yeah. Rowling like raises one hand and says, "No, let this one slide." <laughs> I'm watching these guys. That's a video. Honestly. But honestly, something couldn't get this big without it coming to her attention. And, and from what I've heard is that, that they would basically like write her and say, hey, this, this is happening. What's, what, you know, what shall we do? And she probably is just like, well, leave it alone. She probably you know? cued it up and laughed her butt off. Exactly. Like, that's, it's totally. That would be nice. She'd laugh. <laughs> she'd laugh. I love it, though, if she just didn't find it funny. <laughs> Well, I mean, she hasn't seen this newest one you've got in your head, so maybe uh, that'll be the one, the breaker. <laughs> nice, John. Goodbye. <laughs> nice. Uh, All right, well, I think that it is time for us to head over into our wrap-up. All right, well, then let's, let's go on and do that. I found the source of the ticking. It's a pipe bomb. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Voldemort, Voldemort, ooh, Voldy, 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 Voldemort.
it's the wrap up. Do you hear the drums? Yay. I do. I would. I so want to hear a conversation between Snape and Sneagle. <laughs> I mean, they could talk about. I want to hear Snape and Sneagle. Snape and Schmeagle talk about uh, going to LeakyCon <laughs> and uh, how excited I they are. I have a feeling that uh, Snape will just end up throttling Gollum like everyone else does in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I watched I watched the those movies with my girlfriend and we like were counting the times that someone choked Gollum and it happened like ten times. <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm sure they probably wrote all that in there just so they can like show off how advanced they are with being able to interact with the, with the digital yeah, character. Yeah, Roger like Rabbit that. did it first, and uh, you know. <laughs> Roger Rabbit, way ahead of you. <laughs> you know? Well, come on, you know. Roger Rabbit was awesome. Don't mess with Roger Rabbit. True. Mr. Limpet, wasn't he an animated thing? He was. And Mary Poppins? Bed knobs oh, yeah. and broomsticks. I think so, and Don Knotts, yeah, right? I'm so excited. I went, you know. Right, there you go. There you go. You know, that, that first time that you did the, the Potter Puppet House Live was with the, you know, <laughs> at, the, at the Yule Ball. And um, I don't know if it was the first time, but. I like. I just missed it because I got into town. Like my train was delayed or something, and I just missed it. I've always been kind of annoyed. I can't wait Aww. until LeakyCon to see your. To have see you ever show. been to uh, a Harry and the Potter show? I'm sure you have, right? But we used to tour with them. We've toured with them um, in 2007, and we. So okay. So that's yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love them. They're they're yeah. uh, <laughs> they're really great guys to play with, and just to go to one of their shows is really fun. Um, I've always thought that the uh, like the the songs you were playing earlier, their live their their live stuff is just a lot better than that. It's still fun to listen to, but it doesn't do their live show justice. They they have so much energy. Oh yeah, there is so much. That's true for pretty much every Wizard Rock band. It's I don't crazy. think so. <laughs> what do you mean you don't think, don't think so? That's totally true. I don't think that's totally true. I've seen some Wizard Rock bands that you know they're great, whatever. But but like sometimes you hear the recordings and it's and it's either something different or even it's a little better I can think but, of a few exceptions but most of them most of like the no, classic bands there's nothing nothing to the same scale of listening to a Harry and the Potter song on, on recording and then seeing them live it's like two it's two totally different things well you don't get the uh, the, sur- the surrealism of being in a room full of people uh, who love Harry Potter and are listening to Harry Potter music with you and dancing and uh, you know that's that's the one thing that you can't get <laughs> Unless you go to a show, they just, yeah, they just have this way of in, invoking the crowd. It's just really unique. And one time, everybody got free pizza. I mean, you can't possibly that. That was awesome. It's true. Oh wait, oh, they've done that. Well, no, I think they've you done that, that multiple show? times. Wait, no. But I was definitely at one of the shows where they gave out free pizza. I wasn't we there. It was um, it was in 2007. We were on tour with them, and it was their fifth anniversary, and they they got pizza for everybody. That it just. It was funny because they they timed yeah. it perfectly for um, when Paul was talking about all the pizza that he wanted from the room of requirement, and that's yeah that's they, the, they, they did that at one of the Yule Balls. and I think that might um, have been the first time they did it. Yeah, they, I, I remember seeing the giant stack of pizza in the in the back room. I was like, oh man, what are you guys planning? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, seriously, what other group of people does this stuff like this happen for? Maybe there's a Ninja Turtles-themed you know? band out there that does the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. They still have a lot of fan conferences for the Teenage Turtles uh, fandom. Oh, yeah. It's pretty huge. All right, well, I think it's time that we twiddled on out of here. What do you think? 
Well, until next time, guys, keep twiddling those dials. The next password will be... Scrum Trilescent. Good night. Good night. We've missed it. Dobby is free. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time we've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when we're having fun. (laughs) This week's Pottercast was edited by Seth Brown, Caitlin Minzy, Andrew Garner, Brianna Roop, and Michael Beckett, and produced by John Noe. Special thanks goes to our awesome transcription elves for transcribing this and every other episode of Pottercast, which can be found at Pottercast.com. Pottercast is the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. For more information about Pottercast or to learn how to be a part of future episodes, visit us at Pottercast.com. I saw the Puppet Pals before I read the books. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a late bloomer when it comes to the books. That must have screwed up your interpretation of the books. Ah, no, I didn't. <laughs> no. It is literally one of the first things when I meet somebody new and I'm trying to explain to them the breadth and creativity of Harry Potter fans. One of the first things I do is go to YouTube and show them the Potter Puppet Pals. And they laugh really hard. And then they, I feel like they kind of understand more how it could be so much fun hanging out with Harry Potter fans all the time. I was just disappointed that there wasn't as much naked time in the actual books as there were in your cartoons. <laughs> okay. I love that. There's a little That's so bit. funny. There's, yeah, there's, there's a small <laughs> amount, I suppose. There's a small, what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who can forget the, the Hogwarts co-ed shower scene? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. The, the deleted scenes that came in the special edition. I forgot. Oh, I know. I mean, they were my copy. I don't know about yours. Um, book <laughs> four. The prefect's bathroom. Hello. That's right. Book four had naked time. Um, oh, was it Morning Myrtle and, and Harry and the egg? Three some. Morning Myrtle and Harry in one bathtub. Morning yes. <laughs> Myrtle. She's a kid, but she's like yeah, a couple the, hundred years old. So is she a cougar? It is. It is kind of dirty when you think about it. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, it's no different than, than Edward Cullen, who's a 17-year-old, 100-year-old man that is preying on the 17-year-old girl. You know? But he's a demon. Oh, Edward Cullen. He is a, he's, he's a demon. He's I love demon. saying Edward Cullen because people just react instantly. It's really funny. Oh. Edward Cullen. <laughs> no. Sorry.